Hello, beautiful. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. I hope this episode finds you well. And today's a goodie. We're going to jump straight into it. It is all things self-love, self-acceptance, body acceptance, and really just as women, the journey that we are on to starting to just cultivate a deeper sense of self-acceptance. So before we get into it, I want to quickly just highlight something super exciting and I'm going to leave the details in the show notes, but I am offering a free workshop and collective healing on Tuesday, the 28th of March, 6.30 PM Australian means Eastern Standard Time always get tongue-tied with that. Um, And this is via Zoom. So the topic is taming your inner critic. And I thought that this was really fitting to this episode. So if you're wanting to learn how to manage, challenge and tame your inner critic in order to start cultivating more self-acceptance and self-love, this is for you. It is free click that link in the show notes and get on board. So we're going to finish off this session with a really powerful reality shifting guided meditation and collective cleanse. So I am so excited. Um, This experience is essentially going to help you show up for yourself more confidently and with more clarity, more compassion and teach you how to just become more of an advocate and a bigger supporter for yourself instead of your biggest critic. And it's also going to help with feeling more into your intuition instead of being overwhelmed by the mental chatter. So we're going to talk about ways you can turn the volume down on your inner critic. Um, You're also going to develop some tools to become more comfortable with turning inwards and being your own safe space. And Really, it's just an opportunity to take some time to be present with yourself, be in the energy of some beautiful people and just celebrate yourself and how far you have come. So if you are interested, it is a free workshop in collective healing Tuesday, the 28th of March. I'll leave everything in the show notes. All right, let's get into it. Alana, hello. Thank you so much for being here. How are you going? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to finally sit down and have this chat. I know. It has been a long time coming. <laughs> we've been trying, we've been back and forth, but we're very big on like when the time is right. That's and it. <laughs> alive. So we're sitting down and you know how beautiful we're sitting down on International Women's Day. So happy, happy Women's Day. Yeah. Happy International Women's Day to you too. <laughs> And I feel like it's really fitting with the topic we're talking about today. So it seems like it's very much aligning. The stars are aligned. Yes. Um, So Alana is a self-love and empowerment coach. And we are here to talk about, I guess, a really common theme that I find a lot of my female clients really struggle with. And it is body image and body acceptance and the self-criticism and everything that really comes along with it. And it's so intertwined in, I guess, a lot of other topics, which I'd love to discuss with you today. So before we get into it, Alana, please introduce yourself for who's listening and let us know a little bit about the work you do. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you for having me. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach and basically I work with women to build a really conscious relationship with themselves. So working through things like mindset, well-being, obviously self-love, acceptance and compassion, and just like guiding women towards having more balance in their lives so they have that ease, that flow, and so they can thrive. Yes. And tell us a little bit about, I guess, your 
personal journey with self-acceptance, self-love, body image? Because I imagine that would be a really big part of how you've got to the work you're doing today. Yeah. So my journey started probably 10 years ago now when I first started as a personal trainer um, and really moved into that space. I loved exercise. I loved movement and everything, but there was also a lot of lack mentality. Like I'm coming in into this to fix myself. Um, so yeah, I guess for me, it started even in high school, you know, but I remember back in high school, not feeling good about the way that I looked. And there was a lot of that self-criticism, um, and then moving into personal training and just I always have had such a warped perception of my body. And I remember looking back at photos, you know, my early 20s. And I remember that girl. I remember thinking, I can't wear that because I look like this or mm-hmm. I need to cover up my body. I don't want these people to see that. What are they going to say? They're going to judge me. You know, all of these um, really toxic way of thinking. When, you know, back then I was a size 10 and I wasn't happy. And I kind of got to the point where it was in my late 20s, I got to a point, I'm like, this can't be it. This cannot be the way that I live the rest of my life. Like I'm in my the prime of my life and I'm so self-conscious. I'm so insecure about the way that I look. So I started really doing a lot of deep work on healing the way that I felt about myself and the way that I thought I looked. And yeah, once I really worked through a lot of that, it's kind of gotten me to the point, you know, also worked on my mental health and well-being and everything in general. And then now I've got to the point where I now help other women do the same. And I think a lot of the work that I do around self-love, once we have that really beautiful nurturing and conscious relationship with ourselves, the negative self-talk around our body starts to drop away mm. because we really we we back ourselves we love ourselves and that superficial kind of way that we look doesn't become so important totally and we're not seeking externally like yeah. when you were saying what are people going to think I need to make sure that they're not going to think xyz it's this external influence and I think the moment you start to turn inwards it, it doesn't become about that it's like how do I want to feel about myself and how do I want to feel my body and you know how do I want to feel present and all of and it's really interesting that you said around like looking back at photos of yourself because I find we can often look back at past versions of ourselves especially in the healing journey um and again have that warped perception so I would look back at say like I've got an iPhone and it'll be like this time four years ago And I remember during COVID, I was like, you know, on the couch feeling sorry for myself. And it was like, oh, I was in Italy four years ago. But it's funny because looking at, say, those photos of me on holidays, at the time I was looking back at them and romanticizing it and being like, oh, my God, I look so good. I look so healthy. I wish I looked like that now. And then I actually went back and thought, who was that girl? How was she feeling? Where, Where was she at? And I was absolutely consumed with my body image and how I looked. Would I wear that? Should I post that photo? So it's really interesting because, again, we sometimes look back with that lens, um, but then you think, 
where was I at then? And back then I might've been tiny, but I was still criticizing myself. Exactly. And like, who was that girl mentally? Like how happy was I back then? And you know, who I was and how I was feeling 10 years ago and even five years ago is so different to the person I am today. And I think a lot of, a lot of my energy and attitude now is like, fuck yeah, I'm going to wear that. Like I'm a goddess. I'd be stupid not to. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And even how you said, like, I just got to a point where I realized I'm in the prime of my life. Like, why wouldn't I be wearing this and doing this and feeling this way? And it's, and, and that's when I find a lot of people and you would probably be the same. That's when people often reach out on Uh, for coaching because it's like I've identified that this is something I want to leave behind like Mm. I actually want to move forward with confidence and with ease and not feel so fucking self-critical all the time yeah and I think a massive one is really changing the way that we look at our body and what it can do for us rather than what it looks like so Mm. I also got to the point where I'm like I've had three knee operations so I do the things I do now and look after my body now for that 60, 70, 80 year old version of me. So that person doesn't have arthritis and that person can't do the things and go to the places and have the experiences because this part of me isn't looking after my body. Like I'm not going to allow myself to get to that point and have that. So I think a massive thing is shifting the way that we look at our body rather than have it, looking at it of what it looks like, it's like, mm. what can my body do for me every day? And how can I start to show some gratitude towards that? Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you're kind of thinking of that future version of yourself. And it's that thing of, and, and with the growth and healing journey in general, it's your future self will thank you for what yeah. you're doing today. But I know for me, a big thing that I, a big realization I had when I was letting the the fear of judgment and the self-criticism and the poor body image just kind of take over. I remember thinking about, say, like 80-year-old Lauren um, or, you know, the version of me, say, on my deathbed, looking back at my life, would I want to sit there and think to myself, there was all these things I really wanted to do, those experiences where I wanted to go to the beach and jump in the water, jump off the pier or whatever it was that I was stopping myself from doing do I want to look back and think yeah coulda shoulda didn't do mm, that because exactly because so self-critical it's crazy yeah it so is and I think it's I had a massive shift as well I can't remember the exact details but I just had this moment of like what am I doing like I'm what am I doing not going to the beach and making these memories and like getting out and having fun because of how I think my body looks like what is that we need to drop that kind of narrative of we can't do something because of the self-criticism and the way that we look like we got to start challenging those beliefs that we have about ourselves and really start like living our life to the fullest without feeling like we need to hold ourselves back or hide or cover up mm-hmm. like we can be seen you know we're so beautiful we're all so magical and and like the the innate wisdom of our bodies, like we can grow a fucking human in our stomachs. Like where oh, incredible God. women are, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it's those those small mindset shifts of, like you said before, instead of physically, what does my body look like? How do I feel? How do I want to feel in my body? What mm. does it do for me? How can I be 
grateful for how it's carried me through life. So talk to me a little bit about what you feel the flow on effects are when you start to kind of turn inwards and focus more on the self-compassion and the self the self-acceptance. Yeah, so it definitely has a flow on effect. It's not you know, wake it's waking up in the morning now and saying how do I want to be feeling by the end of the day? Like what do I need today? How can I support myself today? And if that's going for a walk, amazing. If that's doing yoga, great. Going to the gym, like just getting outside for some fresh air. Maybe it, you don't even feel like you need to move your body for the day. Like mm. just looking after yourself, looking after your mind, looking after your body and your soul and just having that self-compassion each morning for like how am I showing up today and what do I need? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And what do you feel, I guess, your biggest challenges have been and the things that have kind of come up for you on your journey because it can be quite turbulent especially when we're doing a little bit of that deep dive into the past versions of ourselves you know the the teenage version of ourselves that really probably needs some love like talk to me about what's kind of come up for you along the journey that you've had to really kind of challenge and face head on I think a lot of the beliefs that we have about ourselves so really learning to challenge them Mm. so I remember like there's been times where I like an old limiting belief about myself will pop up and it's not until you actually stop for a minute and think like where did this come from is Mm. this my belief or is this something that someone from school or someone in my family or friendship group has just like planted that little seed of doubt in my mind, but then that's just manifested and become my reality. Mm. So I think one of the biggest challenges has been actually like being able to stop yourself in the moment when those beliefs do start to arise and get really curious with them and really learn to sit down and just challenge it. Because like a lot of, you know, going on the topic of body acceptance, a lot of the time it's not us you know, it's childhood, it's society, but there were things that would just pop up and be like, you can't wear that because of this, or you can't wear that because it makes you look like this. And it's like, whose belief is that? Like, Mm. why can't I, Mm. you know? So it's really just having that awareness to stop yourself in that moment and really challenge it before it starts to kind of snowball into this big anxiety, like, oh, I can't do that. I can't go there because now whatever's going on in your mind. Absolutely. And that's a a big thing that I notice when we're wanting to reprogram it and challenge our thoughts is if we're not, like you said, stopping it in its tracks and getting curious and actually thinking, where where are you coming from? Why is this coming up for me? What are you trying to teach me? What are you showing me? If we're not doing that, we're feeding the fear by giving into it. So what I mean by this is if the negative thought is I can't go to the beach today because I'm going to look terrible in my bathers. The way we feed that fear is by not fucking going to the beach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and being like, okay, well, yeah, I'm listening to that, the inner critic right now. Yeah. So what is what is some of the inner dialogue, I guess, that goes through your mind when you're actively noticing the trigger come up, noticing the thought, and then actually facing it head on and challenging it? Mm, I think... I now know I'll, I start to get like a physical reaction in my body. I start to get really hot and sweaty and like get the sweat mode. 
Yeah. So yeah. I know like just calm down, just relax for a minute, like let's just sit with this. And, yeah, it's like I used to just brush it under the rug and keep going. But now I think, yeah, it's just like really exploring that and just kind of giving myself a lot of that compassion, a lot of that love, like kind of going in and telling my inner child or that inner teenager, like, it's okay, you're beautiful, like that you, you're so much just really kind of telling myself all the things that I wish I had told myself when I was younger, I didn't have the capacity to back Mm -hmm. then. And just getting that, getting into that really nurturing space, I think, you know, it's so easy to just brush things under the rug and then carry that into our day, that stress and just that flustered kind of feeling, but just really nurturing ourselves through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I love how you mentioned inner child work. And I was hoping you'd mention that because that is a huge modality I work with and something that I think is really just like a huge pinnacle of the healing journey when we're able to kind of understand where do these beliefs and all of this shit, where does it stem from? Why mm. Why is this happening? Um, but it's really reparenting yourself, isn't it? Yeah, what yeah. did I not hear enough of? What did I need more of? How can I start to give it back to myself? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, you know, knowing now, like once you start to do that inner child work, you know when that feeling, those feelings start to arise, like it, it's a six-year-old version of you mm. or other feelings might trigger like the 13, 16-year-old version of you. And, mm. you know, it's okay to just stop what you're doing and and really support that part of you because we all need to support all the different parts of ourselves that are still with us um and if it's not necessarily something you have the capacity to do in that moment then and there like if you're out and about or whatever it is it's like Mm. give yourself the space later to kind of unpack what happened and those feelings and the triggers and just support yourself through it yeah absolutely and something recently I posted about this because it's something I had to do for myself because I was noticing some triggers and those old thought patterns come up. And, you know, often we in quotation marks do the work and we're kind of like, yeah, but I've done the work and I've been through that. So like, you know, it should be kind of gone. It's like, no, like as we evolve, as we upgrade, we're going to have these things pop back up and we need to approach it again and revisit it. So I noticed myself that I went through a period where I was feeling okay And those thoughts started to kind of creep in and come back up again. So I actually set a photo of little me as Mm. my wallpaper. And it was that thing of like, remember who you're fucking talking to. Would you be saying these things to the younger version of yourself? And it's interesting because I think with the inner child side of things, people think, again, inner child, they might think, okay, is that like little me, like really little me, six-year-old me? I find like the teenage version of ourselves is the one that often needs the most love. Like if you take yourself back to say high school days or like late primary <sighs> school, holy shit, like yeah. a lot going on there. So much, so yeah. much. And I just had like I got goosebumps. Just I had a bit of a physical it. reaction. <laughs> yeah, like and I think, because you know, just being diagnosed with ADHD, I look back at that part of me, especially the teenage one going through puberty and all the hormones and everything, and I'm doing a lot of work to reparent and to support that part of me because, yeah, we went through a lot back then. <laughs> yeah. And I guess with with any of the past versions of ourselves, like 
when we think back to what what are the primary foundational things that we need to feel loved and supported, I guess, it is safety, love, validation, recognition, um, connection, all of those things that often we are so disconnected from. And that is why we seek externally. That is why we get into those shitty relationships and Mm -hmm. hope that, you know, they're going to validate that part of us. So for anyone listening that's wanting to start to, I guess, heal the relationship with themselves, the way they feel about themselves and, I guess, their connection to their body, what are your top three tips, your top three go-tos that you think are really going to help with kickstarting that journey? I think definitely changing the way that you look at your body. So rather than focusing on what your body can do or what you can do as a person, it's like, so rather than focusing on what your body looks like and what you look like, focusing on what you can do as a person. So getting up every day, I'm so grateful that my body allows me to walk to the coffee machine and Mm. make a coffee. I'm so grateful that I can go to the beach on the weekends and go for a swim, like really shifting the way that you look at your body. And I think I, you know, have read some books lately about, um, one was a quadriplegic, one was, um, she was also paralyzed Mm. and learnt how to walk again and there's just so many golden nuggets in these books that really make you like start to shift the way that you look at your body because I think that's what we're all missing Mm. is how lucky we all are just to have a functioning body yes so really looking shifting the perspective of I'm so grateful for this functioning body Mm. another thing is to really start to talk to yourself the way that you would talk to a best friend. So whether that's journaling every day, whether that's looking in the mirror, um, really telling yourself, like, I love you so much. You're so beautiful. I'm so, you know, I'm feeling so confident. I'm this, I'm that. And at first it might not feel like it might just be words, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I did this for like a year. And at first it was like, this is just ridiculous. (laughs) But over time it was like, hell yeah, I am gorgeous. Like I am fucking beautiful. Like, yeah, Yeah. girl. Yeah. I always, I always say to my clients when it comes to mirror work, whenever you see a mirror, just flirt with yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Yourself a little wig, be like, hey, good looking. Like, even if like we feel like a fucking hot mess. Mm. And you're right. It's it's again part of that reprogramming is. I might be saying these affirmations that I don't feel connected to and don't, yeah. but, but with time, I'm going to anchor the fuck into them. Exactly. And you'll start to notice like the shifts, you know, you'll start to, and especially like when you go out and you're getting dressed up, like if that's a time where you, you tend to be most insecure, that was, that definitely was for me. And I think a lot of like social anxiety came into that. Yeah. It's like, tell yourself then how beautiful you are. Like you look so stunning. Like, wow, look at those gorgeous legs, girl. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And yeah. I think as well, like dressing, um, I think when it comes to clothes, because I know, again, like you said, a big trigger for me was, okay, I've got an event coming up or I need to get ready. What am I going to wear? And like mm. going mental with that and picking myself apart, starting to shift, like, am I looking for clothes that I need to fit into or am yes. I going to be looking for clothes that just fit my body beautifully and yeah. feel fucking good? I want to feel comfortable. I don't want to be, like, so conscious of my 
legs the whole night or whatever. So I think that's a really big thing as well and a massive um, mindset shift to have. Yeah, and definitely worth going in and doing a complete wardrobe haul. Like, you know, we all have those clothes. Well, I've gotten rid of them now, but we've got those clothes where you're like, oh, just hold on to that in case I lose weight or just hold on to that in case I fit back into it. And it's like, no, fuck that. Get rid of it. Get rid of those constant reminders because we do not need to be changing our bodies to fit into clothes. Clothes are made to fit us. Yes. So get rid of them, donate them, like even sell them so you can save some more money to buy new clothes that really feel empowering to who you are today. And don't let yourself kind of get stuck into that trap of holding onto things because of the memories of who yeah. that person was. It's like, no, we don't need to put ourselves through that anymore. Like it's 2023. Yeah. Let's start to really feel empowered about our bodies and not try and change them to fit a piece of clothing. Absolutely. And that past version of ourselves, like I said at the start, that we're probably romanticizing, um, actually allow yourself to go back with compassion. Where was she at mentally? Mm, How did she feel about her body? So like energetically, I'm a, a big believer in like, you know, cleansing, clearing, decluttering our space. Like energetically, if we're holding on to these old clothes that are a size, you know, three sizes too small, yeah. that are just realistically, our body is not there and no. that's okay. And it doesn't yeah. need to be there. You know, I, I found myself romanticizing a past version of myself that was in uni and I used to train twice a day because I had time and sometimes I was bored or I'd just like not go to a lecture or it was just a completely different lifestyle and you think like that's beautiful for that version of myself or not but right now I'm not there I've got a different lifestyle and I like to move my body differently and yeah yeah. absolutely and that's it and I think just reminding ourselves every day that everything in life changes and our bodies change, you know, and just accepting that that's a part of life. And it's a beautiful part of life. Like we're cyclical beings, our, just like our energy, like our bodies, everything fluctuates. And I think that's so beautiful. And just have turning that spin and having that mindset shift of like, this is me in this season. And I love myself for that. Um, It starts to become a bit more liberating. Yeah. And how boring if we didn't change. I know. <laughs> how boring if we stayed the same. That might be more concerning. Um, another thing I just wanted to to throw in there as well, I think I cut you off at tip two, but we've, we've chucked out a few tips here and there. But I was going to say um, social media plays a really big part as well and I find when I am feeling really self-critical, doing a little bit of like a social media mm. lens or audit or detox and having a look at like, who am I following? Like, is it an influencer yeah. who I think is absolutely gorgeous, but every time I see her page, I'm instantly feeling shit about myself or just starting to look at what you're consuming and if it's actually helping you feel energised and empowered yeah. gorgeous or the opposite. That's it. And, you know, another thing as well is noticing, like, am I, like, I know now when I'm really in, like, a low vibration feelings those kind of emotions that's when I notice my self-criticism really starts to spiral and I think kind of recognizing like I am in low vibe right now how can I support myself through this Mm -hmm. and once you recognize the kind of state that you're in and how you're feeling 
you then start to have the awareness that when I'm feeling this way, these are the thoughts that I have. Yes. So if we can recognize that this is where I'm at, then it's like we can stop attaching to those thoughts and then those thoughts won't become our reality every day. Like, yeah, I think that's definitely a big tip as well. Absolutely. Not giving it so much weight. And and that's the thing, like we, you mentioned we're we're such cyclical beings, like where are we at in our cycle? Like I I recorded a podcast uh, last week and it was around the different stages of the cycle. If you have that awareness that I'm in my inner winter and I actually Mm. need to just turn inwards and probably just wrap myself in a blanket and do a hell of a lot less and eat more because that's what my body's calling me to do. I'm going to have a little bit more self-compassion because that's naturally what my body is needing versus, oh my God, but I should be doing this and I should be doing I that. I know. Absolutely. That's, was, that's been a bit, the biggest game changer for me. And I think once something I definitely talk to my clients about is not being so religious with your cycle in that it's, you know, if you've got your period and you feel like moving your body, like great, move your body, you know, but having that awareness of your cycle really it, it it's been a game changer for sure absolutely yeah and if anyone um isn't like in touch with their cycle I I don't know whether the order of what I'm going to put out first but there will be a podcast yeah. on this um because it is so interesting and I think it's something we as women we've grown up not really feeling that connected to I know for myself like I was never educated on that and no. It was just like, oh, once a month I feel fucking mental and I have to just mm. go through turmoil and then I'll kind of be okay again. Yeah. <laughs> Until the next time, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Alana, thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure. You are a ray of sunshine and I love all of the wisdom you have around this topic. Before we jump off, how can people find you, work with you, connect with you? Thank you so much for your kind words. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, Alana.Aiken. And at the moment, I work with my clients over 12 weeks. So really diving deep into our lives, our beliefs, our well-being practices, all of the things that really build that beautiful conscious relationship to ourselves. And I also do one-off sessions of 60-minute kind of mentoring and coaching and a 90-minute combination of mindfulness, yoga and coaching as well. Yes. And Alana is a qualified yoga instructor. I remember telling me about it when you were in Bali and you were um, going through all the motions of that. That was beautiful. Um, So being able to incorporate that movement and the body aspect is huge for the kind of that you do. So that is so, so awesome. Thank you so much. It's been so fun catching up and chatting. Thank you so much, Alana. Chat soon. Okay. Bye. How good was today's episode? I am so glad you joined us for this chat. If you loved this episode, please share with a friend, post on your Instagram story and tag at the Holistic Honey podcast, like, share, subscribe and leave a review. It is so, so appreciated. And as I said at the start of the episode, please join us for the free workshop and collective healing. So this is all on taming your inner critic. If you feel that you are someone that really struggles to just fully accept your divine, beautiful self and your past and your 
achievements and where you want to be and the pace of your growth and all of those things this is where you want to be it is going to be so beautiful and so expansive so I hope to see you there much love and be well